This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, you can scroll on down to the radio section of the page, check out past shows, subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, uh, all sorts of places. Uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face or a virtual meeting or to give us possible topics for future shows. Now, it is no secret that for many Americans, a 401k is a significant part of the retirement strategy. And if they work for an employer who provides a 401k match, it becomes all the more important, which leads us to this essential question. What do you do if your 401k match is cut? Now, there's a U.S. News and World Report article, what to do if your 401k match is cut. How convenient is that, right? Now, it notes that when the overall economy starts getting rocky, some employers, when looking to slash expenses, will eliminate their 401k match. And when that occurs, employees may miss out on money they've been expecting to build up in their accounts. Now, if you find yourself in this situation, maybe a good time to meet with your financial pro, your advisor, your planner for a further review of your overall financial strategy. Uh, the article also notes that if your employer reduces or eliminates its contribution to your 401k, there are some potential steps that may help keep you on steady financial ground as you head into retirement. Now, if we're talking about steady, steady Eddie, if you will, I know its name isn't really Eddie, but I want to introduce my co-host, the steadiest co-host on the planet, Tony Shore. Tony, how you doing? Oh, thanks, Matt. That's nice of you to say. Um, what to do if your 401k match is cut? My first thought uh, as to what I would do is. Yeah, I was going to say, besides <laughs> smashing something. things on your desk and <laughs> l- quitting at lunch. Uh, cry is one answer I have That's, for you to that question. That what would I do if my 401k match was cut? I would weep openly. Find your thunder blanket, snuggle up and cry. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, I'm glad we're talking about this. So many people I know have 401ks, so this affects a lot of people. Or they have some type of employer-sponsored retirement account, uh, which is, uh, you know, kind of what we're talking about as well. But, yeah, those matches, you got to take advantage of the match. And uh, if for some reason you lose that match, maybe you leave your job or... The company downsizes and says they're not going to offer a match anymore. That has happened. So I'm glad you uh, chose this one to talk to. But thanks for calling me uh, Smooth Eddie. Uh, I like that. Steady Eddie. Yeah, whatever. What's the difference? I'm both, right? There's a lot of things that rhyme with Tony (laughs) I didn't want to get into. (laughs) Yeah. No, we're not going to go there. But how have you been, Matt? What's going on? Well, we just got out of that deep Arctic chill, which for a lot of people was horrible. But this is my time of year. Tony, this is when I shine. Oh, during the polar vortex, 
That's uh, your yeah. time of year. Yeah. <laughs> Below zero temps. That's great. I'm okay with that. So, that's great. Uh, but other than that, yeah, just, I'm busy. Of course, is crazy busy time of year for us. We have, you know, everything that can happen happens now. There's other times of year that things spread out, but the first quarter of every given year, we have taxes coming in, right? We have yep. all that to deal with. We, of course, you know, taking care of our clients' day-to-day needs, then all the compliance stuff you get to review and update and submit every year. So it's just one of those crazy times a year. Um, but it's help, it helps, you know, kind of eat up those last really cold days of the winter time, keep you busy and going totally stir crazy in the winter. Um, but, you know, we also deal with things like this because often – this would be the time of year where something like this would become news for an employee where in the beginning of the year, maybe they found out that they lost their match this year. Um, it's generally something you should know ahead of time. Uh, it's depending on who you work for. I guess it would be horrible to just find out in January that you don't have a match coming into your 401k anymore, because as we often talk about, that's free money if you leave it out there, right? So that's also money that once you've planned on, being there has been, it's like a cut in your pay if there's no longer a match. So I can understand when we made the joke about what we do in the beginning, but it's essentially going into work and hearing they've cut your pay. But there are things we got to think about here. Now, number one, understand the overall context of the situation. You know, it's not entirely uncommon for some degree of panic to set in when you're confronted with unexpected or even scary financial news. That's totally human. That panic can sometimes lead to rash decisions you may regret later, like smashing something at your desk, quitting at lunch, whatever it is. The better move, like always, and we all hope to be able to do this when the time comes, let's take a breath, sit down, think it over, call your advisor, call your planner, you know, survey your entire financial landscape. Don't forget, your 401k isn't all about the match. It is very nice. It has, it has importance all on its own. The match is great. Um, you know, there's potential tax advantages that often come with certain retirement accounts. Specifically, you know, 401k plans may shelter your gains, your interest, dividends that you earn while your money is invested in your account. Yeah. I mean, it's a lesson, Matt, that even if we get some bad financial news, it's not always wise to jump to conclusions or like you said, you know, let your emotions dictate decisions. It's just a reminder of how important it is to work with somebody like yourself uh, who has data-driven rather than emotionally driven uh, relationships to your finances, right? I mean, yeah. that's the key. Yeah, listen, I think it's inevitable that at some point in your life you're going to re- receive some unpleasant financial news. Right. It's, at some point, you're probably going to get some. Whether it's just that the market took this much of a drop, some people consider that unpleasant financial news. Right. These bills went up, right? So how we learn to deal with those things and stepping back a little bit. Or you're bit. buying eggs at the store. You're going to get unpleasant <laughs> yeah. financial news and you have to know how to deal with it. Right. It's part of growing up, right? So um, we, we have to deal with these things. But again, it does make sense to talk to that person who's going to look at it one step away. Now, I've definitely learned the value of a good second opinion over my career, and I think this is one of those great times. Now, next, we want to talk about taking care of your immediate needs first. So prioritize things like your mortgage, rent, utilities, food, transportation. You know, a lot of us know we've been dealing with high inflation for a solid two years now, which means you're likely spending more than you were a mere year ago for the same items. And 
as much as people can deny that it's happening in sound bites, we know when we go to the store, this is true right now. Right. But we've also known there's periods like this that have happened before. We should see at some point this come down again. But, you know, after sifting through your budget, it's possible you'll realize you can continue saving for retirement. And then last, you know, don't suspend your own contributions to your retirement savings. You're only hurting yourself. You know, you you may find yourself playing an unpleasant game of retirement catch up later on. If just because you're not getting the match, you're not still con- contributing that same amount of money. Right. And you've you've talked about this on past shows that we all have retirement goals and need goals, whether it's to travel or new hobbies or a new part time job or, you know, you know, drive around in an RV, uh, spend time with the grandkids. I mean, you don't want to jeopardize any of those goals by taking a break uh, to contributing to a retirement account or accounts, right? Right. You want to take advantage of all the time you have to do that. You know, speaking of contributions, uh, it might make sense at this point if you found out your match is being cut to contribute more. I talk about this every year. Every year, if you can, continue to up how much you're putting in there. Well, after you've gotten to the match, if you can, when you get that raise, we talk about using a piece of that to increase how much you're putting into your 401k. It'll do two things. It'll help you live within your means, but also the sooner you can get to the max out on your 401k, the better. Then you don't have to go any further if you don't want to, you know, within the tax brackets that you're the tax code, right? You're not going to over contribute to it. But once you can get to that max out, the earlier you can do that, the more you're putting in, the longer it has to grow over time for you. You know, when you go through the budget, if you have enough left money left over to replace the amount your employing was your employer was contributing, do that. If not, at least go up the percentage you should be going up any given year. And you can determine what that is by talking to your advisor, by talking to your planner. If you lose your match because the economy's turned sour, using your own money to replace your employer's previous match may be a way to turn that bad situation, let's call it that sour situation, into lemonade, right? Lemons into lemonade. You know, simply doing so could lead to higher returns later because you'll continue purchasing stocks at the same rate while the price is down, right? So if the economy's bad and your business backs off, that's no reason for you to not get some of this stuff at fire sale prices if it can work in your budget. Right. Yeah, that's that's the key right there. So, uh, you know, what about IRAs? How how does an, we've been talking about 401k's, how do IRAs fit into this? Well, in some cases IRAs may have more flexible investment options when compared to 401k's. So, you know, if you look at the article, it'll say like, you know, IRAs differ from 401k's in some other significant ways. Like in 2023, the contribution limit to a 401k is $22,500. If you're 50 or older, you can contribute $30,000. For an IRA, you can contribute 6,500 in 2023 if you're under 50 and 7,500 if you're older than 50. So there's two common types. You have your traditional IRA, that's similar to your 401k because the money you put into your account reduces your taxable income uh, and you'll pay taxes when you begin taking withdrawals. And then you have the Roth IRA where you pay taxes on your contributions immediately, meaning that your eventual withdrawals may be tax-free. Wow. Okay. That makes perfect sense. So, uh, I, you know, as you've noted previously, IRAs are great, especially Roths. 
Uh, but they're not always a good fit in every situation for every person, right? Not always. So, and that's the other thing you want to look at. Listen, there's, there's contribution limits. And then if you have a 401k and there's also an IRA and you put and you have certain income limits and they change every year, this is why you want to work with a good advisor, with a good planner, because you might just have a tax nightmare in your future. If you're funding both, maybe it's this year, it's the IRA. You, you can, it, it maybe if that you have better investment options in your IRA. If you're not, if nothing's going into your 401k that year, that could be one thing. But if you're contributing and you're earning something, I don't want to get into the weeds of it because it does depend on your personal situation. If you have questions about how that works, feel free to give us a call, email me, do whatever you need to do, but talk to somebody about that. IRAs, like many financial tools and options have pluses and minuses that may make them a good fit for some people and a poor fit for other people. It doesn't mean they're inherently right or wrong. It means that they're right or wrong for you. And if you're considering an IRA, I always recommend beginning with a very thorough conversation with your advisor and your planner. Yeah, I know that you really like to individualize plans and don't like to recommend things until you've seen where somebody is at, what their personal situation is. And it's the same with any financial vehicle or investment uh, and the same with IRAs. Maybe they need a traditional. Maybe they should move it into a Roth. It depends, right? So It does. So why don't we give the phone number right now so our listeners can get a hold of you if they have questions about that or want to meet with you to get a plan in place? Sure, because there's a lot of rules around whether you want it to be in a Roth or a 401k or, you know, your Roth 401k or IRA, your Roth, your traditional 401k IRA. There's income limits. There's all sorts of different things that can prevent you from having some headaches. So if you have any questions about that, give us a call. 800-339-9252. All right. Sounds good. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue our conversation today. We've been talking about the steps you can take. If you lose that 401k match, we've been talking about employment uh, accounts like 401ks and IRAs. Uh, Where do you want to go next? Let's stick with the 401k topic, but let's take it a little more positive direction. Now, let's talk about how you may be able to get the most out of your match. Right? We talk about this in different ways. There's another article from The Balance, Getting the Most for Your Employer 401k Match. Um, and from this article and from what you've, you know, people have heard us talking about, we're going to add some of the same things here. Uh, stretching the match, there's this idea, right? And it goes on to note, some employers offer a 100% match while others offer 50% or partial. And some employers don't offer any match at all. And further, some plans may provide a smaller percentage contribution match on a larger percentage of your pay. For example, if an employer may match 50% on the first 8% of of an employee's pay instead of matching 100% of the first 4% of their pay. So that strategy, it's often called stretching the match. It's done to nudge employees to put more money into their accounts. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's true. And that's a good point. Uh, basically, I guess we can think of matching funds as free money, right? You've said that before on the show. You got to take advantage of that match because it's free money you get from your employer uh, after you've made pre-tax contributions to your 401k uh, out of your paycheck. So if you don't put in enough money to the 401k to trigger that match, you're giving away free money or leaving money on the table, right? Yeah, I, I, we, call, we can call it free money. I, I use the word free money quite often because people like free stuff, right? But let's face this. This is, this is, if it's part of your benefit package, 
It's earned money. And it's also, if it's, if you think about it from the employer's end, this is money they're giving you from their pocket. It might be for tax reasons on their end, or it might be because they are truly interested in your future and making sure that their good employees have a retirement that they can count on. Any one of those things should be enough to make you want to make sure that you're getting the most out of that. Um, now, let's look, take a couple examples of common employer matches. Talk about these things. First, the partial match up to the first 6%. In a lot of cases, that partial match is 50% of whatever you contribute. So in this circumstance, your employer contributes 50 cents to your 401k for each dollar you contribute up to 6% of your yearly gross salary. So if you boil that down, your employer is actually matching 3% of your salary. But you need to kick in 6% of your salary to receive the full match. Uh, if you make $50,000 a year and you contribute 6% of your paycheck to your 401k, you'll get an employer match of $1,500 for the year. And 6% of $50,000 is $3,000. Your employer will put in half of that, which is $1,500. So when you put that $1,500 on top of what you contributed, the total going into your 401k is $4,500, but only $3,000 of that comes out of your own check. Now you can see that's not, that's not even getting to the limits of an IRA and the 401k gets much higher. It's a vehicle where you can put a lot more money away, reduce that taxable income you have, but it, you want to take it in stages. Probably, you know, when you first start your 401k, you probably don't have the money to fund it fully. But if you're disciplined about it and you put a little bit in a little bit more every year, you'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a good rundown. Uh, and I think that's a partial match. What about a dollar for dollar match? Okay. If you understood the last one, you should be able to intuitively figure out this one, but let's spell it out, right? Your employer provides dollar for dollar what you kick into your 401k until you hit a total of 5% of your before tax pay for the year. So if you make $50,000 and add your 5% to your plan, you've contributed 2,500. From there, your employer adds another 2,500, 100%, right, of what you did. That gives you a total of $5,000 for the year. One important note, some employers require you to work a, for a certain amount of time before the company match begins. Uh, and that's very common. Not very few places start your first paycheck. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's interesting. I mean, it, it's it's interesting that people don't understand or take advantage of a match that's just uh, not good, right? Well, I don't think so, but you may have extenuating circumstances, right? Maybe right. you can't put it all in when you start. That's very likely. You know, sometimes yeah. sometimes if it's your first job, or maybe you took a pay cut, maybe you lost your job and you're taking a cut, and you need, like we said earlier, money for your mortgage, maybe money for your rent or food. I get it if that's the case, but you just have to be disciplined to get back into that mode where you can take full advantage of that. Um, now, contribution, let's real quick talk about contribution limits for 2023. Uh, you can put as much as $22,500 of your pre-tax income into a 401k. If you're 50 or older, you can add another $7,500 in catch-up contributions. So the, uh, the amount contributed to your 401k by you and your, your employer cannot exceed the less of $66,000 or $73,500, including catch-up contributions. So again, talk to your advisors, talk to your planner, uh, and the total amount contributed is, uh, it's required to be less than 100% of your compensation. So you can't, 
you can't uh, if there is that match, you can't put in so much that your employer match puts it over the total amount of what you make. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And so uh, obviously uh, the IRS has these contribution limits for 401ks. You need to know about those. Right. And you need to stay on top of it. I know that's something you help your clients with and you can help our listeners with as well. Right. Absolutely. Um, it's something we help our clients with, and I'm happy to answer some of these questions for folks. Um, you can find a lot of this information online, but it often gets confusing. I'm very happy to take time to explain it. Next thing I want to take a look at is vesting. The money you contribute to your 401k is yours to keep, even if you decide to leave your job. Well, yeah, but obviously you say the money you contribute is yours to keep, even if you decide to leave the job, but... There's there's a but there, isn't there? Yeah. I, I hate to be the one to point that out. Like Pee Wee Herman said, everyone I know has a big butt. Whoa, that wasn't scary. spooky. That was scary to me. You've, you're scaring me now. It was a funny joke from Pee Wee's <laughs> Big Adventure. But anyway, uh, the money you contribute to the 401k is yours, and whether you can keep the money your employers contributed all comes down to a vesting schedule. So- it, in a lot of cases, you have to work for your company for a set period of time before you're able to keep your employer's matching contribution when you leave for new employment. Uh, you probably heard the term fully vested before. That term simply means you've hit the amount of required service time to walk away with your employer contribution, not that you're a hipster wearing a silly vest. <laughs> yeah. Is that you? Are you describing yourself now? Or Yeah, you know me and all my fancy vests, Tony. <laughs> Well, I think you will want to think carefully before leaving a company if you're not fully vested uh, or wearing a stylish vest. (laughs) Again, yes, maybe. There might be other circumstances. If your life is a shambles because of your job, maybe fully vesting is. But I mean, if you you wait two more months and then you'll be fully vested and you're talking about hundreds or thousands of dollars, might want to stay an extra two months, right? Absolutely. Do a little bit of research before you leave that job with the 401k. Listen, there's plenty of people too that just walk away, cash out their 401k, take the pay hit, you know, take the hit on taxes, pay the penalty. All these things are generally bad ideas. But again, there might be special circumstances in your life that necessitate that. We don't want to count that out. But as a rule of thumb, you want to put this away and keep it away so you're not losing money to, you know, penalties and early withdrawals and taxes that you don't need to pay now. Now, it, you know, it, and well, like we we're just saying, maybe hold off on that job search until you, you like you said, become fully vested. Uh, if you're close to becoming invest, if you're close to becoming fully vested. But again, like I said, if it's horrible, um, uh, maybe you got such a better job offer with such a higher salary that it's, you might be better off leaving that behind. Again, if you have a good advisor, a good planner, they should be able to give you that math pretty quick and, tell, and help you make that decision from not that emotional standpoint, but from the data. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You, you don't want to ride on the emotions. You want data driven uh, decisions being made. And that's where you come in. That's where you help so many people because we're too close to it. I'm too close to my own money. I need somebody who knows the pitfalls, who's not going to be emotional about it saying, nope, this is the, this is the way it's going to work the best. You're going to lose more money the other way, or you need to stay the course here. So, um, is there a, when does the year end for a 401k match? 
Oh, yeah. So this is kind of one of those other differences between IRA contributions and 401k contributions. Um, If you have a question about the IRA ones, we can talk about that later. But the 401k, that resets each year, January 1st for 401ks. They could be made up to December 31st to count towards that year's contribution limit. Whereas your IRA, you can kind of make that decision up to tax time. So um, depending, again, on your situation, it helps decide which one's going to be better for you. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So obviously vesting's important. Um, uh, you know, the year end understanding the limits and the contributions, that's huge. Um, let's keep it rolling. Let's continue our conversation here. Um, I, I enjoy hearing about this because it's not something people think about a lot, but it, it affects so many and 401ks are a key part of retirement for a lot of people. Uh, what do you have next? Uh, We're going to continue our conversation on retirement income, but let's shift the focus just a little bit. Investopedia has a great article, the best alternatives to 401ks. So let's talk about some of those potentials, some insights we can frame our conversation around. So the first highlight, traditional and Roth IRAs. We've been touching on those throughout this conversation. If if your employer doesn't provide a 401k or you're self-employed, you're eligible to open an IRA. That's an individual retirement account IRA. These accounts may provide certain tax advantages depending on if you utilize traditional or Roth. And it, the article does go on to know you may be able to save money in one of these accounts on top of your 401k. But be aware, depending on your income and the type of account, your contributions may not be tax deductible. But even in that scenario, the money in your current account will go tax-free until you retire. And in 2023, the most you can contribute to the IRA is $6,500 or $7,500 if you're older than 50. Oh, okay. So do IRAs have early withdrawal penalties then? Uh, well, like we touched on before, in most cases, uh, both 401ks and IRAs come with an early withdrawal penalty. If you take distributions prior to turning 59 and a half, there are exceptions to the rule, but they're exceptions. Generally, the rule is there will be some sort of penalties. Interesting. Well, I think that uh, you want to avoid those penalties, uh, obviously. You know, it's usually around uh, 10%. Uh, and then you also have to pay taxes on top of it. But um, if you think you need to take withdrawals before you turn 59 and a half, that's definitely something you'll only want to do after you talk to a financial advisor a trusted financial professional, right? Yeah. And, and again, maybe there's a better place for that money, for some of that money, if you think you're going to need it before then, if it's not going to be one of those qualifying events that are the exception to the rule. Um, it, probably the next thing we want to talk about real quick, difference between Roth or traditional IRA often comes down to whether you want to pay taxes now or later. With a traditional IRA, you're deducting your contributions from your taxes right away. It means you'll pay income taxes once you begin taking withdrawals, and that's potentially many years down the road. On the flip side of that, if you go the Roth route, you don't deduct your contributions from your yearly tax bill. That means when you eventually begin taking withdrawals, they'll be tax-free. Uh, the article adds that your earnings and investment growth are also tax-free. And with that Roth IRA, you won't be facing required minimum distributions when you turn 72, 73, 74, 75, depending on what Secure Care Act happens to in between now and then, unlike traditional IRAs and 401ks. Um, Okay. Yeah, that's, you know, obviously there's a lot here. Uh, You can get deep in the weeds, but uh, you want to make sure you know what you're doing. So how do you choose between a traditional or a Roth? 
talk to your advisor and planner is the best way. Yeah. Um, that's as simple as that. Uh, if you're doing it yourself, you're shooting in the dark, you're making guesses on future tax brackets, future tax laws. You want to make it best, best information you have now with consideration of some of the changes that'll be coming down the pipe. So, um, there's pluses and minuses. Again, they're a good fit for some bad fit for others. You want to talk to your advisor and your planner to figure that out. If they can't do it for you, find one that can, cause then they're really not your advisor and planner. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> good, good point. So, and uh, what about SEP IRAs? Is that something we need to touch on? Certainly not a bad idea. If you're self-employed or you own a small business, you might have a chance to open what's called a simplified employee pension or SEP. That's the SEP, you know, the SEP IRA. So individual retirement account, simplified employee pension, individual retirement account. They operate a lot like traditional IRAs in the terms of tax advantages, investment options. Uh, they might also be beneficial because they have higher contribution limits. So it can't exceed 25% of your yearly compensation or $66,000 in 2023, whichever is less. So it's a good vehicle for people who are good earners, um, but don't have a 401k in place, you know, because it's that uh, they're a small business or self-employed. Ah, okay. So what about traditional investing? Well, you know, we don't like to get too much into the weeds um, on, you know, I don't want to make any recommendations here. Uh, because it's, we, we tread some funny water there. Uh, but it might, a traditional investment account might be exactly what you need. Like I said before, when you look at these options, maybe in talking, who knows, and maybe you're going to need money before you're 59 and a half there, there's going to be a ton of different things, but you can establish an account at the institution of your choice and you kick as much money as you want into there. Of course, there's pluses and minus. There's a, there's gains, there's dividends, there's taxes. There's a lot to be done in there. Um, whether, you know, from your, the profit, if it's appreciation or dividends, that's going to be taxes, long-term capital gains, as long as you hold on to the investments for at least a year, uh, you may pay a lower rate on that than you would on ordinary income. Uh, that's, you read a lot of articles about what, you know, that ultra wealthy have all this money in these different accounts and they take it as gains instead of income. That's why they are able to generate more money over time. Um, there's a lot of things you can do and you don't have to be ultra wealthy to take advantage of these things. Contributing to a 401k or Roth IRA, it might have important benefits like deferred taxes or tax-free growth. Um, but the annual limits may prevent you from investing enough money to get the retirement income that you need ahead of, yeah. down the road. So depending on your goals, Yes, you may still you may want your 401k. You may also be able to have some sort of IRA, Roth in either one of those or traditional 401ks or IRAs. Um, and then another investment account, um, you know, supplementing a retirement account with a taxable account you've invested in. And especially if you're in appropriate stocks and bonds and, you know, the proper allocations. It provides extra fuel for your financial strategy and eventual retirement needs. And if you have a decent advisor, they're going to look at that whole picture. So, yes, you might have a slew of investment options in your 401k. It may not be as robust as your investment account and the options it provides because there's only a set amount of funds. It may not have what's called open architecture. So you, in your investment plan, you can invest in deference to what's in your 401k so that you have a properly allocated portfolio across the whole board. But 
you're, you know, it may look like one's doing better than the other at a given time, but overall your portfolio is working like it, you, it was all under one umbrella. Sure. And well, the person willing to do that for you is the person you should be talking to. Boom. Right there. Well, this has been a great show, but we're out of time. Give that phone number and web address one more time for our listeners before we go. Sure. I'll give you a phone number and web address of somebody that is willing to do that kind of work for you. That's Compass. Uh, you can reach us at 800-339-9252. You can find us online at compass-ltd.com. Uh, we can help answer any of these questions about whether it's IRAs, 401ks, investment accounts. These are the types of things we take care of for all of our clients. They're the questions we answer for people looking to become our clients or just looking to get that second opinion because maybe, like I said, maybe your advisor, your planner isn't doing these things for you if they aren't it might be time to get a second opinion from one that will. All right. Sounds good, Matt. Thank you so much. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisor services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.